It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Process the bottom line. The Stone Cold Simpson. Everybody dies. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Woo! Yes, sir! The Mount with, with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Hey, we're all here. The gang's Woo. all here. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the only wrestling talk show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Mat, joining you every single Friday from 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till 6.50 Eastern Standard Time. Of course, we say 6.50 because coming up right after us is Weapons Hot, a New York Jets show with CJ and the gang. So they'll be gone right after us, following us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome, my team. Of course, as always, first up, Mr. Alex Lowe. has got a big smile on his face. He seems happy. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, I enjoyed that GCW pay-per-view. I can't wait to get into that later. We have AEW Beach Break. We got Royal Rumble preview. So stick around. It's going to be a great show. It is. And it doesn't seem like we have a lot of topics, but on the surface, it's a lot to discuss, a lot to digest. We have a man that was at the GCW show last Sunday. So he's going to give his take on it. I'm sure it's a different perspective being at the show than watching it on television. It's two very different perspectives. Mr. Lyle Gillen, how are you doing, sir? I am wonderful. Uh, there we go. I was gonna wait. I was, I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think you're going to the Honor Game tomorrow because you're getting how much X amount of snow. Like 15, I mean, God bless you. If you try to go. I'm gonna play it by ear. If our roads are plowed, I'm gonna go. Good for you. If God bless you. They're not. I'm gonna cry. And um, really, most quick, likely they won't be though because they always do our road all s. Which is crazy because you know what it is? Um, really quick before I get to the show, and we I don't know if our guest is in just yet. Um, I don't know, is he in yet, Alex? Or not yet, right? Not yet. Okay, so we have some time. Really quick because it's interesting. Where I live, Lyle and I both live in Suffolk County. Alex, this doesn't pertain to you. You live in Florida. You don't even snip snow, so it is what it is. You think 55 degrees is chilly in Florida, so. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, so what they do is it's interesting. A lot of people and a lot of folks, they get paid – in the area when they put plows on their trucks they get paid by the county to plow the roads now i have like six neighbors of mine that do that and they 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 already have the plows on their trucks so our roads are constantly getting plowed every single like few minutes which is kind of frustrating because when you're shoveling I mean, I, I have the um, snowblower. So for me, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, I finish the job and then the driveway gets covered again because somebody plows the snow back into the driveway. So I'm just like, mother, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to do it every few minutes. So tomorrow is going to be interesting. There's Some are saying 5 to 8. Some are saying 8 to 12. Some are Well, they're 15. saying we're going to get like know. 3 to 5 tonight. And then we're going to get like either like 8 to like 20. Tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> I kind of want two feet really bad, but I want. Let me ask like, this, Lyle, I want to know at, what my dog is gonna do when he sees. Uh, let me ask you because you you live at home with with your parents. Do you do you shovel the snow or do you we, say we have you're a snowblower now? We have a snowblower now. Good. 
smart. That's what we did. We bought a snowblower during the summer. But I did shovel in the past. Yeah, uh, I made that mistake last year. So Lyle's been to my house. The size of my driveway is it's massive. So for me, it's very wide. So what I have to do, I mean, like we shoveled the first year and we said we can never do this again because we were the only idiots on the block that didn't have a snowblower. Uh, while everybody else in our neighborhood had one. So we got one over the summer. It's smart. I find it when you, especially when you become a homeowner, you buy things out of season. Because what you're doing is you're going to get it at a much cheaper price. But people were looking at me like, you're buying a snowblower in the summer. Yeah, because that's the cheapest it's going to be. Because when you buy it in December, it's going to be really expensive or they're going to be really hard to find. Like, I bet you there's not a lot of snowblowers in stock now. Like, so, so to me, I find it that, like, I bought a barbecue. I bought my barbecue in November of last year or two years ago. Whatever, whenever I got the house, I bought it in November. So for me, it was, I found it very interesting to find, buy things over, out of season, out of date, kind of. You get it at a better price. Now, the store looks at you like you got 20 heads on because the stuff you want is all the way at the top of the, of the roof. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so they have to get that down. We also have a guest coming on, Cassidy Haynes. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes whenever he's ready to come on. But before we get to that, I want to tell you how you can listen to our show every single week, along with other shows such as uh, Weapons Hot, us um, off the mat. You can listen to The Wise Guys, The Ryan Hickey Show, Sports Loudmouths, all different programs, um, The Betting Show, everything that we have here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Here's what you do. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store, you type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Worldwide Sports, you click install. And what that does is you, it's a free app, everything on there. You don't have to pay for anything. You get all the show articles, the show schedules, all of our great content that we have on there. If you want to re-listen to a show or re-watch uh, re a show, you can watch it again on the video clips. Or if you want to watch the whole show, if you're driving, you can listen to the audio feed as well. We're also on Alex's stream. is a little slow right now. So yeah. we'll that fixed. There we go. Uh, I think Alex is still using America Online, possibly. That could be why it's slow. No, or somebody uh, okay. streaming in the house. <laughs> oh, go go yell at them. That's what I do. That's what's up. So I'm mean, like, turned I turned it off my parents before. I think he's still on AOL. You know, remember when you used to, like back <laughs> the day when he used to pick up the phone and then they would go goodbye. And then it would do that. Like my dad used to work from home sometimes and I'd pick up the phone. I was like seven. And my dad would and it would just sign my dad off in the middle of like a meeting. And he'd be like, oh. God, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So it was like all connected. But I'll check us out, WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Um, and Alex will plug this in a minute. I'm, I'm glad Lyle was back. Um, I know this is a wrestling show, but, you know, we are sports fans. And Lyle and I are – and Alex, to some extent, are huge hockey fans. I know Lyle's a big Islander fan. And we had a massive loss to the hockey world a couple of days ago. And I wanted to give my – respect to um the loss of Clark Gillies a few days ago um passing away I know Lyle was a big Clark Gillies fan um and everything like that and like I said out of respect even though I am a Ranger fan that doesn't change the fact that Clark Gillies meant so much winning those four Stanley Cups in a row I don't think any team is ever going to do that again of course you had that core of, of Clark Gillies Mike Bossy Dennis Potvin Billy you know Billy Smith uh, I'm sure I'm missing other guys as well. There were so many guys. I mean, my dad is a huge Bruins fan. Lyle knows this. My dad used to go to the Coliseum all the time, and he used to see Clark Gillies beat the crap out of out of um, out of um, what's his name, Willie um, or I believe Willie O'Reilly, uh, Willie O, Willie Willie Ory, 
Yeah, he used to beat the so crap you, out of him. And you're my dad now was saying that, the other day. that your dad, one memory is of Clark Gillies beating the shit out of one of the most significant black guys in hockey? Yeah, I know. No, that wasn't it. No, no, no. <laughs> I would say the biggest significant thing my dad ever saw was when Mike Milbury went to the stands at Madison Square Garden. He was at that game, and my dad was there, and my dad told my godfather, we need to get the hell out of here now because he was in a, he was only a few sections away from when that was happening. So my dad said, we need to leave. <laughs> so that was his biggest hockey man, but he used to always see Carcules beat the crap out of the Bruins. And- I, I, I wish somebody shanked Mike Milbury. I don't think it's well, true. Well, <laughs> but of course, Put listen, a knife, stab him right in the stomach and watch him bleed to death. That, that honor would be team, great. That honor team was extremely special, of course, with Al Arbor leading the charge um, as the head coach, one of the greatest head coaches of all time. In the NHL, very special team, and I wanted to give you know thoughts and prayers and condolences to the Gillies family, to the hockey, um, to the hockey, you know, ho- the hockey world out there, to all the fans that that really enjoyed watching Clark Gillies play. It was a very special player, um, and that core was a very special, special unit that won four straight Stanley Cups. I believe got to was it five in a row. They lost mm-hmm. that fifth one to Edmonton. Um, that was a very special team. I don't think it's ever going to be duplicated again because it's it's extremely hard to do that. Um, now we never know what the Tampa Bay Lightning, what they're going to do. <laughs> they could throw Kucherov on a uh, long-term IR again. They're going to put him on IR again, and they're going to get somebody at the deadline, and they're going to improve their bottom six because that's what Tampa needs to do because they miss Kucherov and those guys on the bottom six. Tampa. But, you know, like I said, thoughts and prayers and condolences with um, – the Gillies family and the hockey family as well for a tremendous loss. And if you are a Ranger fan, check out, you know, like I said, go check out the game tonight at um, the, the Henry Glundquist retirement. Unless you're the New York Yankees who literally retire every single number of a player that even though the player wasn't even a Hall of Fame caliber player, they retire that number anyway. Um, it's very rare that that um, that players get their numbers retired. And say what you want about Matt, Madison Square Garden does do it as well as any ceremony um they they really do and and i think lundquist is going to get his rightful place tonight i'll be the first to tell you i was not a lundquist guy islanders are two two years ago uh, what happened islanders retired two two years that's ago. what i'm saying it, so it's it, it's been happening a little more frequently like the mets so the mets are going to retire keith hernandez this coming year it's happening a little bit more and i'll be the first to tell you i was not a lundquist guy i was the one of the first guys to say that they should have traded lundquist and kept cam talbot um I, I had a lot of fight. I had a lot of pushback on that. The numbers should speak for itself. We'll see going forward, um, you know, how the ceremony, I'm recording it, so I'm not going to be able to watch it live, but I know my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law are both there tonight. Uh, my mother-in-law is one of the biggest Lundquist fanatics out there. I used to fight with her all the time about him and Talbot. It's going to be a special night at the Garden, um, and it's, it's good that more teams are doing it now. The Islanders are doing it more. The Rangers are now doing it. The Mets are doing it more. Um, we knew when Steve Cohen took over. Um, that more numbers that the Met history was going to be utilized more. Also, I didn't tell you, we're, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. We're on every single social media platform out there. Um, if you have a comment. Um, Wait, what is our beautiful website? Maybe Alex can go over that. That's exactly what I was going to do. I was going to let Alex yeah. now plug in the website because he loves doing it. So the Off The Mat website is available in our Twitter. The Our Twitter is at Off The Mat WWSRN. You click on the link in our description. It'll take you to the website where you will get access to our upcoming pay-per-views and shows scheduled for 2022. 
for all the major wrestling shows and pay-per-views. A show archive, which you can get access to all of our replays of every episode. An Anchor FM archive special guest interview page with all the guests that we have had on Off the Mat. And the ACW, American Combat Wrestling page, where you can check out one of the events that I uh, did some photo shoots on. And also, there's a contact, contact page if you want to contact us directly from our Gmail. And we're going straight through tonight, by the way. There will be no commercial breaks. Um, so if the guys have to get up and do something, by all means, um, I'm sure my son's going to be crying every now and then. So usually during the break when it happens, I sell him down for a minute. And then I come back. Um, but I think and then we have an update on our guests. So uh, I sent him the link again. He said he give me a few. I'll jump on in a sec. Okay. So so you know what? So that's fine. So so Cassidy will join us in a few minutes. Cassidy Haynes, who's the owner of Biosim.net, he's the co-host of the Push. Um, it's a podcast on Biosim.net. He's going to join us in a couple of minutes. It, it's a big get for us. He's one of the best in the business. Um, so he will pop on. Um, let's start with. GCW, and let's start with how the show went over the weekend. I'll let Lyle go first because he was there, and I want to. We want to get his perspective on what it was like being there and everything like that. So, what were your thoughts on the show this past weekend? What was it like being at Hammerstein? And did did it feel like a real GCW show? Did it feel like there were things that were missing? Because I want to read a Brett Lauderdale statement afterwards that he posted on Twitter. Um. Uh, that's tough to say. Did it feel like a real, real GCW show? Because real, I, most GCW shows are in little tiny um, places where you're all right on top of each other. It's it's not like an actual arena like that was. Um, and uh, so it was definitely a little bit, a little bit different. But the crowd, I would say, was the same. Uh, but. I thought it was a great show. I, I that was probably the most fun I've had in a very very long time at a wrestling show. Wow! What was the energy like when uh, Matt Cardona and uh, Chelsea Green came out? What was what was your reaction? To that? that was awesome. Um, uh, wasn't they, even the best intro. Huh? Wasn't even the best intro. No. No, it wasn't. I <laughs> did start. Um, she fucked Joey. I started that chant. That was great. I don't know. I don't know if you heard it on TV. I did hear it actually, but I started that. That was amazing. Um, I also started "Fuck Bully Ray," um, and that became a huge thing. Um, I'll give credit to Scott, who was a uh, was on our show before. He definitely helped me get it started. But uh, yeah, I could see Scott doing that. I, I I came up with the chant. I tried starting it, and then he helped <laughs> joined in, and it uh got bigger. But uh, yeah, it went um. It, it, it what how big that chant got that was probably so it was so cool because then Bully Ray went and commented on it. He said some cocky douchebag thing about it. Yeah, but, you know, but you know what? Everyone there they all agreed. Honestly, fuck Bully Ray for what he said about how John Moxley should apologize for missing time, and I think uh, Bully Ray should apologize for being a douchebag. Alex, what were your thoughts on the on the show in general? And after you're done, I'm going to read the Brett Lauderdale statement, which is an interesting statement that he posted. I thought the the show was very well done. Uh, the production was great, especially the on how it was being produced on Fight TV. 
And then my some of my favorite matches were Blake Christian against Leo Rush. I thought that match was great technically because they both have similar similar styles in the ring, and you could just tell that they had that unique chemistry in that was the a great ring match. during that match. Luchador match was awesome too. The, the crowd was a little bit dead for it because it was right after Lucha, Lucha, the yeah. Lucha match. But um, yeah, that was great. Honestly, my favorite thing about the about the entire show was Nick Gage and everything about Matt Cardona right now. I think he is probably one of the best heels today. Um, it was, he's just so good. He's doing great. Probably doing the best work he's ever done. And that- I agree with you on that. I mean, for me, I was a, I, I was a big fan of the F.E. Jeff Jarrett match. Um, I thought the Jeff Jarrett intro was fantastic. Oh, it was, it was awesome. very well done. I got to give him props for fantastic. what he is doing at his age. I mean, he looks to be in great shape. He oh, looks, by far. He looks happy. He looked relaxed. And, he and I have to a, say, that was the second best angle he has ever been in. The first the, one is Karen. The, the last outlaw? Oh, well. You know, <laughs> we, um, and I thought Effie was perfect, too. I mean, I love Effie. I mean, how can you not? Effie is a guy that really has come from, you know, a lo- he's come a long way. Hold on. Hold on. Alex is from the South. I don't think he likes Effie. Oh, would you stop it? He's also very, very religious, so I don't think he likes Effie. Well, I mean, Alex might have his... Alex, why don't you speak on that? As a very Christian man who's from the South, how do you feel about Effie? Effie's cool. I have no problem with Effie. See, there you go. Okay, Speedy, record that for all future (laughs) incidences when we might need I want to read this. It was a. This is a very interesting. And then I'll give my thoughts on the GCW show. Lyle and I we were talking um, a few days ago about it. So Brett Lauderdale, the owner of GCW, wrote, "Sunday was a smash hit business-wise for GCW. All records shattered, and it's not even close. But I'm not happy at all. I feel like I let a lot of people down, got played, and I should have known better." Big time learning experience. Gonna work harder than ever to get a second chance. You know so what? Lyle, I start on. with you first. What does what do you think he means by this? I have absolutely no idea. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna ask Cassidy Haynes when he comes on because I don't know. I mean, because um, to me, to me, and before I feel like something else happened. That I, it, it could it, be it could negative be, reception. It could be something where something else happened. It could maybe um, the end of the match. Possibly time-wise, um, Alex, you go. What What do you think it means? Um, it, it might have something to do with the the the, uh, the tag match. It could. Um, I think it's a few things. I think it's the time restrictions. That too. That main, that main event was a cl- was a cluster. You know what? Yeah, it was very rushed. Um, rushed. Let's be real here. You had Nick Gage and you had the Briscoes in there. Uh, those guys did not even come close getting to do what they would usually do. Um, but again, it felt, it felt very rushed, right? Like this yeah. was, we saw, and I, and I, I was talking to Lyle. He called me on the way home and I said, that felt very rushed. And he said, yeah. I th- and Lyle said, I think it was because of time restrictions, which by well, all I, I originally well. thought that it was probably a screw up, but then I remembered, I looked at the, my phone right afterwards and it was 1159. So it was definitely good at time restrictions. I know the Lucha match went over by a lot um, from what I was told because um, my friend was a was working rig crew 
And he told me that he was told that that match went over big time. So that is definitely a big contributor to why it happened. Um, I'm not sure if any other matches went over, but that one definitely did. It felt like it was going on for a while, um, especially seeing it on Fight TV. I, I think the uh, I, I have a feeling the, the Leo match went over. Maybe not by much, but I think it might have went over a little bit. His catch, Ruby felt short too. Yeah. Um, to All right. So my thoughts on the show were this. Lyle had, obviously was there, and it was a different perspective because the fans were still the same. The announcers were still the same. The wrestlers. By the way, Enel um, is amazing. I love him. I think he's one of the best ring announcers in all of I think he's great. He's fantastic. He's great. He has so much energy, too. Which what is awesome. he does for, to announce Nick Cage is pro- – Nick Cage, I'm sorry. Um I'm saying that's, that's pro- an actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the coolest entrances ever, and you have to experience it as a wrestling fan. I thought to get all of Jeff Jarrett's accolades and to remember all that was pretty damn impressive. That <laughs> was, yes, was. Um, was, actually. Um, there were parts of me where it did not feel like a GCW show. Obviously, when you think of GCW, you think of Light tubes, tables, death match, blah, 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 blah. So they can't do it in New York. And therein lies the problem. Yep. They, they were so restricted for what they can do. And that's why, to me, it partially felt like a letdown to me. You know, John Draper, who we found a guest, said the same thing. It felt like a letdown to him. We have to get him back on. And and to me, I kind of felt the same way after the show. Because I knew they were going to have restrictions in New York. But I didn't know the extent of the restrictions. I mean, you had to have thought there wasn't a single death match on the card. No. So you had to have known right away, boy, there's going to be a lot. I mean, how many chairs and w- what was the other- – and doors did they use that night? Uh, they used a few in the Cardona match. That is all they could use were, were doors and and chairs and a ladder or two that probably I have from Home Depot. That was all that they can use that night. I wonder um, why New York has those restrictions, though. That's really dumb. That's I mean, an easy I mean, you have to remember, that it took them forever to get UFC uh, um Okay, here at sports betting, and we're gonna get let's get him on right now. Um, so we're gonna add him on, and I want to give him the proper introduction. There he is with this wonderful GCW hat we were just talking about. He's the owner of Bodyslam.net, and he's the co-host of the Push on Bodyslam.net. It's a great podcast. Finally got him on the great and powerful Cassidy Haynes. How you doing, sir? Sorry uh, about running late, fashionably late. Sorry. You're fashionably late. So the, word, the key word is fashionably. So you win that one. Okay, yeah, so man. there you go. I figured I wear my um, fresh new GCW swag for the weekend. I got my also my world on GCW hoodie that I grabbed at the show and being. I got that show. too. It's very comfortable. Yeah, and it's you not still bad. have a shirt for me, Lyle, that you bought me. I got to get that from you, the GCF and W shirt. We were just getting into GCW. Some of us had different perspectives because Lyle was at the show. Obviously, you were at the show. Alex and I were watching the show from home. I was supposed to go to the show, but I have my my newborn at home, and uh, you know, with COVID and stuff, I wasn't able to go and everything like that. What were your thoughts on the GCW show as a whole? Did 
did it feel like a GCW show to you? Because when I think of GCW, I think of deathmatch and light tubes and everything, but New York has so many restrictions. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, see, that's the kind of the misconception I think that the company has with people, too, is like everybody assumes it's just light tubes and deathmatches. But, man, that's really like just a part of what you get with GCW. And they're the first to tell you that it's like you'll get everything. You get a little bit of everything. You're going to get your uh, technical wrestling, your high-flying wrestling. You're going to get lucha style. You're going to get uh tag team great tag team action gonna bring nostalgia pops in like they do with everybody then you're gonna get your deathmatch stuff so i mean you know even though they couldn't do light tubes and uh intentional blood i think they still did a good job of hitting all the points that they usually cover with their show and doing it as best they can and it, it had more of an ecw feel because of the building i think too because there was a lot of like you know pays pay tributes to stuff there but uh no i mean i thought it was very we riot Instead, like mm-hmm. John Cena wins, we riot. Mm-hmm. The Joey Janela match was an ECW booked match like none other. You know what I mean? So it was it, that I liked. I enjoyed it, and the atmosphere is really what it is about a GCW show. I and mean, who else was there? Alex, were you there? I was. I was not there. I met you there. Yeah, that's right, dude. I, was, dude. I met so many people, and I was drunk. I don't know. You saw me. I was. I was <laughs> a good time. Uh, I love your honesty. Yeah, uh, and like most people had masks on too, so I had a hard time being like, "So, how's it going, everybody?" You don't only see this much everybody's faces, and then be like, "Hey, yeah, that was fun. That was awesome." But uh, not, yeah. I mean, it was a little different. They worked with what they had, and they had some issues with the athletic commission, which I don't know if you guys talked about all that yet and what happened with that. But you know, they did the best they could, and I think they did a good job. Well, for, and before I allow now, so I wanted to ask you, how are you and your family doing? You know, obviously COVID and everything going around and everything. One and two, I don't know if you. We were talking about the Brett Lauderdale statement that he made on Twitter. I don't. Uh-huh. So you did read it. So you, I'm sure. You oh yeah, it. about how uh, he he got you know, screwed he felt, and he felt like something he got played. He got, he got played. Yeah. Or whatever. So yeah. I wanted. We wanted to get because we're trying to figure out. The hell does he mean? Because you know how Brett can be. Brett can be kind of. There's a little inside baseball there. Uh, I mean, if you saw Joey Janela's tweets too about, uh, he was kind of referencing it. Is apparently somebody called the athletic commission on him and said that there was uh, underage performers on the show. So that's why Nick Wayne didn't get to work. Billy didn't get to work, and they had to do a bunch of changes with that. Uh-huh. Uh, when uh-huh. technically, technically, there's not even a law. Bix pulled this up. Bix Bix and Spence did some research and looked. There's really not even a law that says that because it's not a combative. It's not listed as a combative sport or whatever. So. It's performance, so it's not really combative sports. So technically, they could have actually performed. So the threats or whatever were pretty much just bullshit. I think so. He ended up having to pull some people when they shouldn't have been pulled. How are you and your family doing with everything with COVID? My mom had it uh, in my family, so we had COVID before <laughs> Christmas. Uh, I I came back fine with it. I tested when I got home, I, I, and I I came back fully expecting to have like all twenty one variants because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna come back just. And there's gonna be twenty one more coming out in twenty twenty two. You watch. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, was expecting it, and. Uh, came back fine i mean i was good to go and i didn't really do much other than just wear the mask wash my hands and stuff but i know people that came back with covid too and they did a lot less they were a lot more careful than i was i was smoking weed with people and drinking with people i was doing i didn't give a shit man i was going to eat chop steaks at uh, new york chopped cheeses at three in the morning at these most like sketchy looking corners did you go to the after could- party Oh yeah, the strip club. You know it, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm gonna send you. I'll send you my address. You can ship me that weed whenever you want to. By the way, <laughs> hey, it's it's legal in New York, brother. I was just like, I went out the yeah, I went out the front yeah, door of the hotel and walked across the street and was like, yeah, give me a little bit of that and that, and I'll take some of these edibles. It was it's awesome. In New York, I went man. to get I went to get blood work done the other day, and I walk out of my doctor's office. It's in the city, and I walk out, 
And I go, it's man, that that's it's like it just had the odor of weed. And the guy's like, yeah, you want some? And it was the guy just smoking right out of my doctor, my doctor's office. And I'm like, I, I got a newborn. I can't, man. Like I'm holding my son. And he's yeah, on the yeah. carrier. I'm like, no, nah, I can't really take weed dude, right now, dude. It was insane so, over there. <laughs> we were we walked outside. We were outside the venue afterwards and like catching a buzz smoking outside the front, literally right outside the front of the Manhattan <laughs> Center. And uh, <laughs> with some of the wrestlers and some of my friends and stuff, and uh, two police officers come like, "Can we get pictures with you guys?" Like while we're all smoking, and they're like, "Can I hit that?" And I'm like, "They can't arrest you anymore." They hit it. Some of the cops hit it. I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, "Well, this state, this is totally different than where I'm from. Where like I'm not even allowed to go to Canada because of prior weed charges." So New York is awesome. I I I I say anybody go there. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, the show was great, man. If, if you if you went, I think you had a good time. I think the people. I mean, I don't know if anybody I've talked to that didn't. I mean, the atmosphere was incredible, and I don't know. There was there was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Go go for it, Lyle. Uh, well, that was my first live G, uh, GCW show. Mm-hmm. Um, first one being there, and I, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you. Um, so I was told a couple of matches went over. So what yes. the, the Lucha match did. Now, the first match, the first ladder match, way over. Uh, like 10, 15, almost 10, 15 minutes over. And then from there on, it just progressively got worse and worse. So also, though, because I, I, I got told, I, I was talking to everybody, too, that you'd think that the last match, they had to have cut a bunch of spots out. Mm-hmm. They ran through all their spots in the last match. They didn't cut anything out of the match. They just fucking marathon, you know, train rolled right through it. Um, but I think they cut some stuff out of the tag match or the ladder match still, and it was long, though. So because PCO said that there wow. was some stuff they cut out, and I know from talking to people that match was the one that was going really long. But of course, the Lucha match went a little long too. And I, I, but that was just because they were already behind from that, so they were already running trying to catch up. But yeah, yeah, there was some time issues. But you know that happens when you're working for the yeah. first time on a hard cut uh, at eleven. You know they had a hard. It's the first time they ever had to be off the air hard cut at eleven. So they did pretty good though. They got everything in for the most part. Go for it, Alex. So my question is about AEW and mm-hmm. the possibility of Santana and Ortiz splitting away and uh, jumping ship away from the inner circle. Uh, what did you think about the past two weeks when you've seen? Uh, Santana and Ortiz kind of like defend themselves and defend. Uh, um, uh, I'm trying Eddie Kingston. Yes, defending Eddie Kingston yeah. as well. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? And do you think they will eventually jump sh- jump over and have a uh, form LAX in the next couple weeks in AEW? That appears to be what they're you know laying the groundwork for and foreshadowing. But you never know. They they've done such a They've done that a few times with tease and break up. They tease breaks, but then they don't ever do it. But this seems to be one that I feel like is coming. But you really know? quick. And if you notice, a- like, Hager didn't even come out. They So they didn't really do – they didn't – there wasn't a lot of solidarity as the group because nobody even came out for Sammy, did they? Other than No. no. no it seems that they haven't been coming out, like, to help each other out as frequently mm-hmm. as they used to. It just seems where like is Hager? For things. He, he vanished. Yeah, I wonder where he went. Yeah, he's. I don't know. Is he got a fight coming up or something? Does <laughs> he got a Bellator fight coming up? I haven't really checked. I'm that, just that like, yeah, in my Cassie, yeah. I gotta ask you a question first off. Is that a is that a Bojangles cup? Yeah, you have? I live in the South, man. I live in Asheville, North That's Carolina. Cool. Asheville, yeah, so. And I and I knew what it was right away. I knew yeah, what man, North Carolina's. <laughs> we're famous for that down here in North Carolina, man. <laughs> so my my question is, I just want to bring it back to GCW really quick. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, we might be all over with AEW and GCW and everything like that. But, you know, Lyle and I, we were talking after the show was over. He called me asking what I thought of the show and everything like that. And then I, I, I asked the question. I said, do you think – and I and I also texted Lyle this. We, he and I need to do an AC show over the summer at some point. Oh, you have to. He's like, that's, that's where everything – like, that's where it all goes down within, in Atlantic City. But I'd rather go during the summertime when the weather's warmer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's not 20 degrees. But do you see them going back to Hammerstein? Do you see them going back to New York? I think they'll they, they, they'll learn from they learn from this experience. I don't see why they wouldn't go back. They made bank on it. Only they <laughs> yeah, made they, a lot of bank and on all it. They, all he knows now is like he's learned from that experience. And that, GCW does a good job of addressing their issues of where they need growth. Brett's like you saw him. He said, you know. I had some shortcomings here and I did some yeah. things wrong. And mm-hmm. if he's, if you can admit that you did some things wrong, you know, they need to fix it. So, I mean, I don't see there being any reason why they wouldn't go back, especially if they know what they can do better, you know, or what they can do differently. Um, but talking to everybody, you know, after the show and hanging out with everybody, nobody had anything negative to say about the experience. I, I would definitely, you know, I wouldn't expect them to have bigger, bigger eyes than the Hammerstein too, you know? So, I mean, there's nothing, there's no reason to say they could do a bigger venue than that, but yeah, I, I definitely don't see them staying away from that venue. It's probably going to happen again. I would say, yeah, why not? Right. You saw that thing out in two days and you yeah. had what, how many, how many thousand, how many pay-per-view buys was it on I pay-per-view they had like oh, that fight, fight town touted it as being like their biggest one ever. So you know that it was a success. So there's no reason not to do it again. If you can, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. We're, and we're talking to the owner of bodyslam.net Cassidy Haynes joining us. Really glad that he's on with us. So let Lyle ask the next question. Um, now I might get you in trouble for this question. So if you don't we'll want to if I can't say it, I can't, hey. if I can't answer it, I can't answer it, but I'll try my best. Hey, I don't want you losing your credentials again for, uh, yeah. I got him back. <laughs> I got him back. Um, but, <laughs> My question is, a while back, Tony Khan said in an interview that he signed another ace, and they're in North America. Who is that? Man, I haven't heard anything yet other than, uh, well, I, I've heard of some tag teams. Heard, I, there's a tag team that should be debuting soon. I think everybody can generally expect, you know, what that would be. Uh, they Briscoe's. may or may not have lost some titles this weekend. So Please. the Briscoe, the Briscoes supposedly have signed. You know, Make it ago. happen, man. Like, let's so, go. I mean, maybe it means that, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that I, you know, a lot of people that aren't on TV aren't coming back and a lot of new people are coming in. So there's, you know, tell them what he could mean on that one, honestly, but I've been fully expecting to see Gargano and the Briscoes at any time, but. Wow. Gargano, I don't know as much about, but I've heard from numerous people that the uh, Briscoes are supposed to be. Yeah, same thing. We, we, I mean, this whole thing with FTR has gotten so. And that's not going to. Everybody was expecting that the pay per view. That would never have happened on the pay per view no. for GCW. That's going to be on Khan's dime if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, especially Khan's since he supposedly had signed them before he sent FTR to Ring of Honor to even do that angle. So, I mean, he was setting that angle up for his own TV, obviously. So. Um. Is when or will it ever happen? Will um Ibushi ever come over? Man, I would love to see more New Japan guys come over. And you'd think that that's uh, they got a good working relationship. See, being as that how they've had in the past, I would love to see more more of that. I haven't heard anything with that uh, on that end as far as New Japan stuff. Honestly, go for it, Alex. So my next question is about the AEW women's division. So this week to me felt like there was a lack of storytelling focus and who on the roster do you think could get the fans attention in, in more in depth into these storylines for the women's roster? 
To me, I feel like Mercedes Martinez could be the right choice. I feel like if they put her in the right direction, in the right feud, where they have her with uh, Thunder well, they Rosa. Got her, they got her with Thunder Rosa, and that was who I was going to say. Like Thunder Rosa, if you are if you go to an AEW show, that Thunder Rosa pop is like the new Legion yeah. of Doom pop, the new Road Warrior pop. It's huge. It's it's insane. It was like that at uh, Hammerstein. Oh, yeah. You know, when she showed you up at Hammerstein. When Lau and I went to the show at the um, at AW, at Grand Slam, she did yeah, the dark blow- match. You yeah, yeah she were, I was getting waters for everybody for other podcasts during that. And I was like, oh, shit. And I because I just heard the roof blow <laughs> off the place. And Thunder Rosa, she's a friend of mine, too. So she was she definitely was giving me shit online about missing that match. But, uh, yeah, I got to see her this last weekend. She did great at Hammerstein. And that's that's your that's that's who is going to help. uh with the women's division, I think, because she's your biggest star there right now. But they're doing a good job. They're working around it. But, you know, Layla's doing great stuff, too. I mean, they're doing a good job storytelling with Layla and Red Velvet in that program right now. They're doing a little bit more, you know, I think they do a lot more storytelling with those divisions on the Elevation and Dark. Tony was talking yeah, about that. that his process. women's division has been an issue. You've heard people critique yeah. about that. So yeah. we'll just see what he does. But, yeah, I think Thunder Rosa, I mean, she's, like you said, is Martinez, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa, that's a money program right there. And they started on TV, hard. so it's about time to bring it back, right? Absolutely. Two two, comp, two different – it's going to be two questions, two different companies. Yeah. I'm going to throw them at you. One, obviously, GCW. Mm-hmm. I love the – absolutely love the Jeff Jarrett stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the last outlaw stuff. I love his intro with the way the old kind of TNA theme song, but kind of remixed a little bit. I think him beating Effie was was fine. Effie doesn't need to win. You know how Effie is. He's kind mm-hmm. of the he, it, it carries on the 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 the, the, the I guess the rivalry, right? Because he's yeah, eventually yeah. going to get that win. Because that's how Effie has always been, right? He's the underdog and everything. Effie's smart too. Effie knows. He's a that, that, his his what is it? He's Effie's. I think it's Effie's gay brunch that he's doing, which is gonna make which is gonna that's gonna get a lot of money. He does out. those a lot. I mean, this is what the yeah. fourth one or third one of these. Yeah, so. it's a, I believe the third one and the first two were good. This one's gonna be a massive hit. But what programs do you expect Jeff Jarrett to continue being in GCW? And two, it's with WWE, and I I I just this rumor makes me sick. I want to squash this rumor already. <laughs> Please, can we shut it down? Okada's not showing up for the Royal Rumble. Can we no. please shut this down? No. No, Who started no. I, that? Please. I, I have, Who I, said that's, that? That's, pro- that's as much far-fetched as you could get. That's a stretch. Um, if Besides Impact, I don't see him bringing in anybody else, really, that anybody would know other than people from Impact that have worked with him before. You know what I mean? Uh, I got told by somebody that if you were even – like not to even expect anybody from AEW other than maybe a Jericho is much of a reach as you're going to get there too. I mean, he did do the podcast with Austin. But, again, mm-hmm. I don't know if Austin – I mean, I know he does the WWE Network, but I don't know if that's technically a partnership with Austin. Yeah, so I think that that's as close as you're going to get to. And everybody expecting Cody – maybe thinking Cody because he's working on a handshake deal. Like, I don't see that being a which, by the way, I want to rephrase this. A handshake deal does not mean you're not getting paid. A handshake deal yeah. is still getting paid. People yeah, yeah. Getting- He's getting paid for appearance, and probably the same thing he was working out as his appearances before. You know what I mean? Whatever like it broke down to per time he was on TV, it's, I'm sure it's probably structured the same way now going forward that he's not making any more or less. He's just same deal for every time he shows up that they need him right now until July. Well, I don't remember when it was, but it was about Cody not really being – None of the EVPs really having much to do with like decision making, other than just their EVPs and name, and they have like their little assignments, you know. But so that wasn't really surprising when it came out that he wasn't under an EVP deal either, because I was like, well, it "Makes sense," being what I wrote earlier in the year. 
but and then what about yeah. with Jared and GCW? What's going to continue? That I, I, I just think they're going to work that program more with uh, Effie. It's nowhere near done. Uh, it'll be months. Probably uh, it might culminate at spring break or somewhere along that That'd way. That's cool. two more months. Two more months of a program. But I think it'll be more with Effie. Probably more with uh, Allie, maybe too. I don't know. You never know. But I definitely think we'll get more Effie in him. I don't see him stick. I don't know if we'll stick around to do more after Effie. This is probably just like a prolonged Effie program. But we'll see. You never know. Now, did he know? specifically want to work with Effie? Was that his choosing that he thought? I don't Effie know. Was I don't know how which way that worked. Um, but I know Effie probably. I, w- I would assume Effie picked out that program. You know, if I had to just guess, I would say that that was kind of his choice. Genius, by the way. Yeah, he Effie's a business genius. He's one of the smartest people in wrestling I have ever spoke to. He's a friend of mine. I love the guy. He's, but he's, he's a genius. He really is. He knows how to brand and market better than anybody else. Uh, I know he's a, who else, you know, on the end of, it's an independent wrestler that's not been signed to a company and has the clout that comes from, from one of the big two or three promotions can make six figures on the internet as a wrestler. I'm not even on the wrestling, just off what they do on the internet, really. You know what I mean? Like his, what he's branded himself with online, he's able to turn that around into a six figure a year you know, wrestling business for himself. And nobody really can do that other than people like him. So he's a genius, man. He's one of the best in the, in the game. So yeah, he knows what he's doing. So this Jeff Jarrett program is, is good stuff. I love it. Honestly, I had a blast at it. And Jarrett was such a good heel in that whole, whole match. Like the, old, the oh, entire when night. He choked, when he choked, uh, who was it? Vlad? Yeah. Oh, I was right by that. I was like, I was on <laughs> the stage Vlad. front row. On the entrance, and I and I went, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then there was another guy with a beanie hat on, is like shaking his head, going, "Emil, that's my got- buddy Emil." Yeah, the announcer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You yeah. got nothing." And Jared's li- and now Jared's not stupid. Jared's listening to everything, and he's Jared looked like, in from my pers- my point of view, he's smiling in the rate. He had so much fun with. He him. had a blast because he he's tell, like, you get the intro. The accolades. He did this. He did this. He's this guy, and he's that guy. He's the last outlaw. He's coming out in the trench coat and the black cowboy hat and the badass theme. It's so different. And like, I I know fans want to hate Jeff Jarrett because he's not a GCW original and he was in WWE. But I was just like, God, I find it so hard to want to boo this guy. I mean, I mean, this guy is this. He's a. I met his mom. Years ago, at a lockdown pay per view in 2005, I actually oh, nice. sat next to her. Yeah, way back when I was on TV, and I said, and I realized afterwards, I was. She was like, "Yeah, I'm Jeff Jarrett's mom," and I, and I met his sister. Very nice people, but it was like I said, "This yeah. is a sick entrance. I love the theme, and he's just, he's just, he took it in." Jarrett, it felt like he he loves wrestling. I, we I interviewed him over the summer, and um, his podcast is huge too. By the it's, way, I interviewed him before his podcast came yeah. out. It was like a couple months before it started. Uh, and he was talking to me about it offline. Um, but, yeah, he's so smart, man. He's so good with this, too. And he loves it, man. He had such a good time. You could just, like you said, you could see it on his face. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the reactions the crowd was getting was everything he wanted. It was what the intention was to get, you know, from the whole time is to be like, oh, I'm the outsider. You're supposed to hate me. But at the same time, you want to love me because I'm Jeff Jarrett. You know what I mean? And he did good, <laughs> he did good shit, too. Like, I loved him whipping the, uh, the referee with the belt. Uh, oh man! Yeah, oh, yeah. The, ring, the ring, and that came out of left field. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the guy outside too. The, the, the yeah, the uh, whoever it was outside the ring crew guy. Yeah, he was just lashing people. It was good, man. It was all good. Ah, oh, it was awesome. But it was it was good stuff. But, but that's what I was saying. They just do such good things, bringing in guys like that. You know, like uh, nostalgia pops and working programs with them that aren't just like embarrassing 
displays of trying to bring in a, a former guy <laughs> and then he just does something horrible and you're like, ah, well, you know, we tried, but no, they do it well. The guys can still work. They get great stuff out of them and everything they deliver with all those. And that's very, very far. It doesn't happen often in wrestling. You know what I mean? You see, but they even like the Virgil thing was fun when they or Vincent when they brought him out. Yeah, that was great. He used him right. They used him awesome. correctly. You know what I mean? There's ways to do it, and they do things like that correctly. You know what I mean? They didn't try to have him get out in the ring and do something because then you would have been like, oh, man. But they did just horrible. enough with him, just enough with him to where you're like, oh, shit. Oh, that's awesome. Even when they were doing the um, the card, the, the, the Moxley Gage match for the championship, mm-hmm. I believe it was, they had Mick Foley come there just to make an appearance. Like, they knew Mick couldn't wrestle. Brett knows, okay, we're going to let you make an appearance, but you're not going to wrestle. Whereas Jeff Jarrett, okay, he's in great shape. He can still wrestle and put him in the ring and make it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just like little like little niches like that go a long way in making a company really rally around you because you're making the proper right decisions rather than like what WWE does, not to crap on their pants. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is they crap on their own pants. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly bringing in Goldberg every freaking time and doing a spear and a jackhammer. Like, I mean, it's just not going to get over well. And it's just – Nostalgia also, <laughs> also, you can't really blame Goldberg for that because, dude, like they get told what they can and can't do in those matches yeah. by their producers. Yeah. It's not like well, of they could they could be like, I want to do this thirty minute, <laughs> I want to pull everything out. They're like, no, you can't do that because half those moves are called for other guys throughout the rest of the night. They, they work with what they can get, and it's not really Goldberg's fault. You know, what I mean, I think you could do if you had Goldberg come in and do like a program anywhere else, like it, it would do so much different. Like you, you know what I mean, than what he gets when he does WWE. So. That's like you said. That's WWE crapping on their own pants. Not really yeah. the fucking wrestler yeah. coming in and shitting yeah, themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, it, it's literally the. But I'll let Lyle go now. Um. Now there was someone missing from that GCW show to me, who I think should have mm-hmm. been there. That was Jungle Boy. Out of all the AEW guys that they sent, they didn't send Jungle Boy. Probably one well, of the biggest stars today, who was from GCW. I and I want to know why. I wouldn't be expecting a lot more AEW people being sent. That's I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath for a lot more AEW talent coming over. Is there a reason why? Maybe. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to get myself. <laughs> Again, There's some things ask, I think. That's the private chat thing, you know. That's the private chat thing. We'll talk in that private chat about that. There, but yeah, I was I was I was kind of it was kind of some people kind of expressed to me that like you know you might not expect a whole lot more of this going forward. So if you still got Mox with the belt, Thunder Rosa is showing up. But these are also people that can do they they have a lot more freedom to do whatever they want. Um, but yeah, I mean other than that, like I, Marco, I don't you won't, I don't think you'll be seeing Marco to AEW anymore. You know, he put his post up saying I'm expecting all bookings going forward. All that. Yep. Uh, and a lot of those guys that are no longer on AEW TV that were there from the beginning that you haven't seen, apparently the, the word is they're not coming back and it's not their fault, but just Tony moving on with other people and moving in other directions. So a lot of the guys, your jungle boys and your, but he obviously he's investing in jungle boys, got a title on him and he's on TV every week. So I don't think he wants his guys coming over and getting hurt elsewhere, which happened to guys like Marco and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a fact. I would just have to assume that like, as from a business perspective, you know, you can't have your top guys going and getting hurt and no. costing yourself months of TV time, possibly. So, yeah, you know, I mean, from a business perspective, I don't think I would expect a whole lot more of your big guys coming over. Maybe your your lower end guys, if they if they can get booked and work. But, you know, Jungle Boy was missing, like you said, because he was he came from there. But he's also not one of the guys I think that Tony's going to allowed us to go and do these things. Moxley, he's different, different situation. And he okay. came in there for Gage, which I was honestly surprised. Um, 
I, I fully expected Mox to drop the belt to Homicide this weekend, honestly. But that Gage coming back thing changed everything because that – I'll drop some news on that one. That wasn't booked until two days before the pay-per-view. They sat down with Gage and had a meeting two days before the pay-per-view and worked out him coming back because there was some stuff there and Gage wasn't even going to be at Hammerstein. Well, I know I spoke to you about that, and you told me that not to expect him. Yeah, like at the time, don't expect him because he wasn't coming. Uh, But they apparently, I got some info on that, that two two nights before the pay-per-view, and I don't know if that was two nights before Saturday's event or two nights before before Sunday's, but Thursday or Friday, they sat down, worked it out, and that's when Gage came back. So that's why you got Gage. I mean, that was going to obviously be your main event now, Gage coming back. So now that you have Gage coming back, you have to figure out how to work him in. So that's why he became the mystery partner for the belts there. I think Briscoe's were dropping anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, but well, I, I think, think that it just worked work out, out that since uh, that's why. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why they put that at the end for Gage. But how could it have been a GCW show without Nick Gage? Like that was that would have been tough. You know, that was a big deal. But yeah, I had an argument with a fan about it on Twitter the other day, saying they could still move on without Nick Gage being there. And I said, Nick Gage, to me, is GCW. Have the face of your company there. That kind of has a bad look. They had to put their differences aside for that night mm-hmm. because this was too big of a, of, a, of a moment for this company to not have him a part of that that show. And I tweeted Effie about it. Effie just liked, he liked the comment. He didn't comment on it afterwards. But I actually asked Lyle, I said to Wes, and I don't hear anything about Nick Gage coming on the show. Well, it wasn't mentioned crazy. because of that reason. Yeah, he was. It was. It was a do not mention Nick Gage situation too. I don't. I don't know if you could tell. Say the reason you told me. Uh, I'm not gonna say it on the air, but yeah, okay. you can tell them off the air why what I told you about why. You know, I mean, it, it's go look at his uh, Instagram videos. Just go look at his Instagram videos from the July first. Talk about knowing your worth and stuff like that. I kind of think that gets a good pay, good good paints a good picture of what the issue was about. Go for it, Alex. So my next question is an AEW question, and in yeah. two weeks we are having Hangman Adam Page against Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match for the not AEW. in Texas, by the way, too. Yes, <laughs> not in Texas. And for the AEW, they also had Beach Break in Cleveland, where it's ten degrees outside. So. Yeah, it was freezing. <laughs> there. Do you like the idea of having Hangman and Lance Archer type of match stipulation, or would you change it to something else? I mean, the stipulation is cool. The name's kind of dumb, being that it's not in Texas. It could be like a boardwalk brawl. It's obviously just a, a program to get him over to who's next into the pay per view. You know what I mean? Like till they build up what what that's going to be. And I don't and, think I don't think they're going to dr- have Hangman drop the title to Lance Archer. I think they're yeah. going to stick with a uh, Hangman. But I feel like it might go to a point where both are put over at the same le- level. Yeah, I, I think it's a good. The reason this match to do it with that is because you're going to get Lance Archer going to get. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. So Lance Archer is going to take a beating. The crowd's going to like it. Uh, Hangman's going to prevail after you know taking a beating and giving out a beating. Hangman looks strong. Archer's not going to look like weak because of what ends up happening. You know, like that. So it's a safe way to book it without really hurting without, anybody. You know, what without I mean? killing anybody. So yeah, without yeah. killing anybody. So. Yeah, it's a safe it's a safe booking. Other than just like I said, the name's pretty dumb. I, <laughs> I could get it. I could, I could get it if it was Texas, but like there's it's I get Archer's from Texas, so cool, but whatever. You know I mean I'm just trying to figure out the beach break thing. I mean if they've ran enough shows in Florida, you're telling me that they can't run like a spring break kind of show if it's called beach break and they're in ten degrees in Cleveland. I don't know what the they even filmed they even filmed the vignettes in on Jacksonville they, Beach. Exactly. There's right enough shows in Florida, Cassidy. You're telling me you could have one 
now they're you coming have a, back in a month. Show. They'll be in Jacksonville on the second of March. I mean, like you, it's called Beach Break, and yet they got Tony Schiavone talking to Team Taz in ten and degree weather, five degrees outside, <laughs> and they're freezing, and it's like you know. But um, these yeah. are these gonna be my last two questions, and I'll let these guys finish up and let you run. I know you're very busy. Um, one, when can we? Ex- I don't know if you're allowed to say it. The Briscoes are my favorite tag team on the planet. Um, they always have been. When can we expect them to just – because I'm so sick of guessing with these guys every single freaking week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I personally think with the whole Lee Johnson and, um, you know, Brock, Brock Anderson match, I feel like that's such like a squash match for FTR to win. I feel like that's a match where, like, you can have the Briscoes kind of show up and screw them over. One, I, I, I'm so sick of guessing. When can we expect them? Well, we, we know we it won't be during that one because that was taped Wednesday night, and that would have already leaked out that if they showed up during that for Rampage tomorrow night. So we won't get it tomorrow night. Okay, that's, so sure. that's what I'm saying. So it's like that would have been the perfect way for them to, to, to debut, I think. But I'm like, so when can we expect them to show up? And two, what are your expectations for the Royal Rumble tomorrow night? Because you look at the card, it looks like a solid card. It doesn't like Rollins, Reigns, Brock, Bobby, the Rumble matches – but then again, you have like WWE always tends to like they take these massive cards and they make it ma- big letdowns. Mm-hmm. So the first one about the, the Briscoes and joining AEW, when to expect it, and two, like are we also like are we going to wait for Revolution to, to have this match? What are your expectations for the Royal Rumble tomorrow? So Briscoes, I've been expecting, especially when I saw them drop the belts. So I was like, I, I was mean, like, oh cool, they dropped the belt Saturday, so I expect them or Sunday. Wiles, I, no I would expect them Wednesday. They're my favorite tag team. I need them on yeah. AEW as soon as possible. But uh, <laughs> as far as like when, like I said, I was expecting them soon, and now I'm not really sure. It could they could push it off a little longer, and I, I would say if they're going to have an FTR, you do that at the pay per view. So, but they are signed, you, right, Cassidy? They are signed. I've heard, I've heard they signed a while back. I'd heard okay. they signed a couple months uh, ago, like probably right after the ring of honor that's stuff what we happened. heard also we heard i'd heard too. that and i'd heard brody king too and i knew that one too because i reported that one because i was i was i actually saw brody king at a gcw event and after the show and i was like what are you doing and he was like i just came to see friends i was like interesting but um i asked him to chop me too i was like can you just go and chop me for the show and he was like well probably not right now in the con during max caster's concert but we'll do it later <laughs> um, but uh you know, I like with the with the when to expect him. I had four or five four sources tell me at the beginning of the month, like Moxley's coming back, expect him. And I'd even got the GCW card leaked to me from a source not even in GCW before uh, Russell Kingdom. And everything that was on it ended up happening except for the Briscoes match because I had gotten told it was Briscoe's second gear crew and Mansur's return was going to be for that. So Mans returned. But he didn't return in that because they had to switch it up with Nick Gage coming back. Man, that was that was going to be your match. So when Nick Gage came back, they had to work all that shit around. Um, but so I reported that Moxley was coming back because there's a little thing on the on the thing I got leaked to asterisk. It's like we can't announce the main event of Homicide Mox until he makes his AEW TV return. And then that same week, I got told he's coming back. He's here. We expect him here from like three or four people. And he didn't show up. I reported it and he didn't show up. And then they waited another week and he didn't show up. And I'm like, damn, they might have done it just because it leaked out. And then GCW just went ahead and announced it because, like, dude, we got nine days until their pay-per-view. We got to announce our world title match. You know, we got to sell these pay-per-views. And then they did it before he showed up on And then AEW, AEW had him return. They had to do it. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like everybody that was pissed about GCW was spoiling his return. Man, they gave him every chance they could get. Like, the match was booked. They knew he was coming back. It's up to AEW to get it out. If they didn't want him to spoil it, like, I mean, GCW waited within 
almost a week before their pay-per-view to announce their world title match. They tried to wait, you know? Uh, so I really don't know when to expect it. Cause same with Brody King, like that was supposed to happen a week before it, I, I was expecting that to happen. Where, where was that in Newark? The week that's where he came back, right? That's when he actually. No, did. he came at the the um the next week, I think it was. Yeah. So the yeah. Uh, the one that when it was supposed to happen was the night I was told it was the night that the uh, the lights went turned off and all that stuff, and then it never happened there. And Lucha Jurassic or Phoenix got hurt, and then they teased it for the next week, and it didn't happen too. So there's like some delaying going on with that. It's like I don't really know. Even Alistair Black teased that, or Malachi Black teased that one, right? He said, "Hey, the, it'll be revealed on Wednesday," and then nothing happened. And what about the Royal Rumble? What are your expectations? I don't have a clue in the women's match. Honestly, other than maybe Ronda Rousey if she comes back, because that's the big. Rumor I've been told. Return. I've read she's flying to St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to have her come back. It would make sense. She's she's got to be ready. You have her, her under contract still. They need her. It would Becky's make sense. Got nobody left. I mean, Cassie, Becky's got nobody left on that roster. No, and they're <laughs> they're they had less than twenty names under contract, right? And that's not, yeah. that's not even yeah. that's two thirds of the slots to fill on the on the match. And they so. spoiled like half the surprises. Like Lita's coming back. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Well, I understand them doing that kind of too because they feel like they might sell more views. I think if if because it's in such a big place, that's what I'm thinking. Because it's such a big place, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably Um, why they're doing Reigns Rollins, and that's I mean, Bobby Brock is a match that everybody has wanted to see for years for a long time. That should be a banger of a match, Cassidy. That's gonna that's gonna be a that, and I hope they get they let Brock do like a different type of work rate than like he was when he was just Paul Heyman's like body slam or suplex city brock lesnar can go it sucks to see him like handcuffed and everybody be like oh i hate brock lesnar matches because all he does is the same three things that's not brock lesnar's fault you know no. that's the match producer's fault that puts these matches together and tells them what they have to do and what they want them to do you know so it's not yeah. like they get to go call it in the ring you know brock lesnar doesn't get to go call a match in the ring unfortunately you know unless he's working with somebody where they that's there. They get to make that decision. You know what I mean? Like a Randy Orton gets to call his matches in the ring or edge probably gets to call his matches in the ring and stuff like that. But you know, like I Who expect that. to be a, match, think? I would hope like an AJ styles or something like that, because you separate him from almost and you need somebody kind of new, fresh and in there. And he doesn't really have anything going. No, he really doesn't. Program. So I would hope like that. I like AJ styles, but you know, that's another one that's kind of flat too. Like, what are you going to do there? I mean, I, I would like Big E to get a chance to get his to, to get a fair shot back too because damn, I mean, like that's they got I mean, to sell match. two nights Cassidy in, in Dallas and Jerry World. I mean, they got to sell. They're literally doing what is it like? Buy one, get one free. Now they can't mm-hmm. sell them. Mm-hmm. They just. So, I mean, this is it's a struggle. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the two night uh, pay per view events myself. Wrestle Kingdom was struggle, but <laughs> Royal Rumble, <laughs> though, is, is, but yeah, like I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the two night thing. I think you could get it done in one, but I get why they do it because they like money. Allow, go for it, man. So a while back, there was a rumor that Kyrie Sane's contract was going to be coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it, remember- it wasn't a rumor. Her contract was coming to an end. Like that was a thing. Yeah. And I remember back when AW was first starting, Kenny Omega said he warned her. Um. Is there any chance she does come back to America or comes to AW? Have you heard anything about that? Last I had heard, she was happy in Japan, and that's why she went back anyway to be with her family because she's married and has like yeah. you know people over there. But I mean, once her contract's up, I mean, she can go anywhere. And if it's all about what she's, you know, I she probably was burnt out being in America. You know what I mean? And the, the work schedule for here is a little different for AW than it is for working for WWE. You know, you can come in and work 
one day a week, basically, and then come. That's it. So I mean, it's a lot easier, a lot less strenuous travel schedule for people. But that is coming from out of the out of the country, and you see like Pac and Pat Pack, like that that affects him. You know, I mean, he only comes in for a couple blocks, and then he goes home for a while, and then he comes back. So because that's a lot of travel, and that's it's expensive. So unless she moves or is over here for extended periods of time, like I don't see it being. I mean, because you see how they what they just rotate some of their Japanese people through that they have under contract originally too. And then they, yeah. you know, they go back. So I don't know. I mean, if nothing's impossible, I mean, it's, it's, it is definitely probably in the realm of a possibility, but it just, you'd have to see if it's worth it for them to be able to afford to bring her in. However, that she wants to do it. Like if she doesn't want to move, like, can they afford to bring her in like regularly international travel? I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, it's all speculation on my end on that one. I haven't heard anything other than just uh, what you guys have heard, you know, that her contract is actually up and that she went back home to, you know, be with family and ambassador role, which they took that pretty much away. And she wasn't happy with that because it was supposed to be what NXT Japan was supposed to be there. And she was supposed to start working with that too. Right. And they, that's kind of fallen through. So I'm sure the WWE thing left a sour taste in her mouth. So, I mean, she might not be quick to run back, you know, to another company so happens to everybody who goes happens to, to everybody, WWE. You, you leave and play, go, thank God. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, or there's people though that really like it too. You know, what I mean, because some people resigned. You know, Sami Zayn resigned, Kevin Owens resigned. So for some people though, I mean, they they dig it, they like it, and it's the safe way to support your family. You know, but for others, yeah. it's not. Go for it, Alex. So my next question is a WWE question. So Roman yeah. Reigns has held the Universal Title for 515 days now. Who do you think ends his streak? Uh, do you think it's Seth Rollins, or do you think somebody comes along and challenges him in time for WrestleMania, such as The Rock or John Cena? Uh, Seth Rollins would be cool, but unfortunately, I probably think it's going to be Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think they'd probably do. A, yeah, I think they do a belt unification deal. Honestly, I think that's your WrestleMania match: belt versus belt. That's pretty cool. That'd like be a that. good match. About time. Yeah, I, Universal Championship nonsense. <laughs> I, I don't know because I'd heard that that was the match anyway, Brock Roman, for a while. So I mean, they were going to do it before, and then he got sick, so now they parted, split them up. So why even bother doing this? Why bother putting him on, the, putting the belt on him if you're not going to work it back to the match anyway? And if if so, what's the point in having it? I think that's what I think. It'll be belt versus belt between the Unless two. Unless Heyman screws him. True. Lyle, you have so. anything you want to ask, or Alex, you guys have anything you want to ask Cassie before we let him run and go do his thing? But I will say this about WWE booking. You can't ever fucking plan it, man. Like, they ripped no. that script up. <laughs> they ripped that script up the day of. The writers will write Vince that shit. Change shows, Cassie, five minutes before the show yeah. starts. So, I mean, there's you can't really guess and plan, like, what's going on. They can't even. like that's, could, could you imagine being in a job where your job is to plan long-term stories and you turn stuff in, you write something and then based just on what you have. Cracked. What you have, you know, what you write and turn <laughs> in here affects what you've written or have in mind for weeks. And then they mm -hmm. scrap it the day that you turn it in and get told you to redo it. And this is what I mean. How many times, Cassie, do we see right before a Monday Night Raw, an hour before the show, they have nothing planned yet? There's nothing too many. planned. Yet. We're going live in an hour. Way too many. Too many times. Hours. And. <laughs> I who do you blame that on? Is it and they people complain that it's oh it's the writer's fault? Is it? No. Is it? No. How do no, we know? Man. How do we know? You know we don't see what I the mean, writers are we, actually we, writing. We, we have a corporate who we blame on this show plenty. Mm -hmm. I mean we're, we won't say his name. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I feel like you show. Oh up. yeah, we all know. It's necessary, <laughs> and that's technically that's what this all comes down to in AEW too. 
there is no creative team. Everything goes through Tony. So in WWE, it's the same thing as even though there's a creative team, everything goes. So, I mean, what's the point? I mean, you know. And also the creative these- team lately, Cassie, it's been a revolving circle, right? It's like you've seen guys circle. start off and new guys are coming in and then they have ads all the time on Indeed and stuff about being a mm-hmm. creative writer on WWE. But it's like, how could you even trust that, keep that job long-term when guys are having a job for two months and they're getting let go? You can't. And reactionary hire firings based on numbers, um, stocks, and on like mm-hmm. people's opinion. They hire that one person because she wasn't from a wrestling world. That was what they saw it after. They, lo- they were looking for that. And it was in there. Like, no outside wrestling experience needed. Internet found out, and they made a big deal about it, and they fired her the next day. Oh, she said something. Right. Yeah, yeah, she it's said something. She's like, "Well, I don't." She, yeah, she was honest. Like, I, did, I didn't have a wrestling background. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. I'm, I'm new. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, she can write stories for wrestling without being a, from the wrestling industry. You got to work with her, though. You got to teach her things. You got to help her. And said they fired her, but it's funny. Like, they sought that out. They're like, "We want somebody from the outside because maybe that's what we need." And then the internet didn't like it. They're like, "Ah, you're gone. Fired. Her. We fixed it. We fixed it, guys." guys she's gone and then it's the same shit so it had nothing to do with her at all so it's the system and if the system is broken cassie we're running we're running short on time we know how busy you are i appreciate you you having me on and no man thanks for having for thanks for coming on with us and we got to get you on in the future again for sure and i gotta get we gotta talk some shop man i i realized after uh when i was searching for the email link you guys have talked. Well, you, I, well, I know you guys have sent me stuff, emails. I didn't follow up with you. I sent them to somebody else to follow up, and I don't think they ever did. So let's talk some shop one day, man. I'd love to have you guys on more body Absolutely. stuff with me. Absolutely, I'd be more happy to have you guys love on. To come on. And, and, and before we let this you is, run, this is this is this is your open invitation. This is to join the team. If you guys want, we'll talk some shop. I would love to have you guys on and run the show through awesome. us, and we'll help promote and cross promote. So it's up to you guys. 100%. Have a blast. Just let me know. We'll do more Cassidy, how can the fans reach out to you? Right here on social media uh, at Casshole, C A S S H O O O L E, because I am Cassidy and I am an asshole, so it's kind of Casshole. <laughs> so Casshole. Uh, so that's me. You can find us on that's me on everything. So if you want to find me on anything like social media wise, it's pretty much that uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Like you can find me there. Uh, Body Slam Net on everything as well on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Go to the website bodyslam.net we got podcasts dropping all the time go to our youtube channel guys we got stuff there we're on all our audio platforms too just search for bodyslam.net interviews and podcasts you'll find us all uh guys i had a blast thank you we're gonna stay in touch with you we're gonna reach out do to it you again. we're definitely gonna talk about more we'll talk to let's do it I can't wait we man i enjoyed it 100 thanks a lot man appreciate it have a good night all right well, thanks guys good. Have a good thanks night, on, man. ladies and gentlemen. The owner of Bodyslam.net. I mean, he had to have probably been. That might have been one of the, if not the best guests I think we've ever had on this show. Possibly, we say that all the time. Every, time, every now and then, no, we get I mean, he was the best. No, 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 no. I know we say that, but it's like this was. I mean, he he gave us. No, no, he was great. He, I, he I, I, met, he was I met him in person. I've talked to him a, a, few, a, few, a bunch of times in DMs. He's probably one of the nicest people. That I have ever spoken to in the wrestling industry, um, him and Alba are great to talk to. They're great people. Um, oh, 100%. we and we, Lyle, you and I, we met John Alba at the yes, Grand Slam show. Yes, we did. And he actually was texting me to try to find me on the line just to come and talk to me, <laughs> which I'm, I was baffled. I'm like, you're trying to find me? Like, <laughs> he was on. He went well, up the bridge area to go. I have on to look. say, our best interview could be coming up. 
Because oh, I know yeah. you, you emailed him, right? You did email him? I did email them. No, no, not not you. Josh. Oh, oh. yes. Yes, you I emailed did. him the email I told you. To yes, recently? yes, you did. Yes, yes, um, yes. It's in the works. Did he respond? Uh not yet. I just, I literally just did it probably last night. You know, okay. I, I have my kid, so it's like okay. Yeah, no problem. Do... But um, I spoke to a former guest, Leah Rush. Well, now and... you, I mean, I wrote it in the chat. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna it. say I spoke to him at our after the GCW show by yep. ringside, and he said he was down to come back on and just have to yeah. email him. And, and there's a lot we need to, to discuss with him. Yeah, oh, my God. Really so much to discuss with him. And honestly, he's an, and, and honestly, the thing about Leo is that I love about him is that he's an open book. And he doesn't give two wits about it. He'll he'll tell you what he's feeling. And mm -hmm. he doesn't give a damn. He's straight uh, to the point. He, he But he's honest. He doesn't care yeah. if it's going to get him in trouble. He doesn't care. Like, this is just, this is his platform to discuss his, you know, because, you know, Leo's. Let's be real here. In the last couple of years, Leo's been in about what WWE, NXT, New Japan, AEW, MLW, GCW. He's been in six promotions. Yep. The last three years. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's and he's doing a rap album. And he has another kid, so it's. But I know we're we're we're, getting, we're cutting on time here. Um, really quick. Ten seconds, Alex. Who are you picking for the Royal Rumble? AJ Styles. AJ Styles for men and who for the women? For the women, I would pick. Uh, it's uh, probably probably uh, Ronda or Becky if she's in it. Lyle, men and women. If you asked me last week about the women, I would have said Liv Morgan, but because the Ronda stuff came out, I'm going to say Ronda. But for the men, I'm going to say Seth Rollins. So you think Seth is going to lose his match to Roman and then come back in the in the? In the well, in the, he was he was rumored to be winning, to be be beating Big E. Um, so yes. I think he could be doing that. Yeah, it's happened before. They used to do that all the time. I'm going to say women. I, I, I'm going to say Ronda. I think it's Ronda. I think they have to have Ronda because let's be real here. These tickets are not selling. No, they're so not they, selling. Enough. They they need to have a big star. Yeah, they do. The men one is. Very intriguing because there's so many routes you could, you could go. Seth, like like Lyle said, you could go. AJ, like Alex said, and Cassidy said, so you could go Big E. You could go if they want to go Drew McIntyre again. You could go if Brock loses. You could go Brock um, because if Heyman screws over Brock in his match against Lashley, you could go Lashley winning the Rumble. You could have somebody come back. Um, well, there is a rumor that somebody is coming back who hasn't. You could have Okada win. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Out there. I know. I, I no, that's why I made the, that's why I made the joke. That's why I made the joke. And I'm not Who gonna said that? I'm not outing them. No, do it. Do no, it. No, no, no. No. If it's fucking ringside news, we, I wanna laugh. That's exactly who it is. That's why I said what I said. <laughs> you can always out ringside news. I know that because they They're suck. Really a meme. I know. I know. Well, all right. Finishing move. Each of you got you got ten seconds. Alex, go. Ten seconds. Go. Finishing. So move. my finishing move is uh, AEW Rampage. I'm excited for the John Moxley Anthony Bowens match because it's in John John Moxley's hometown. Okay, there you go. Love it, Lyle. You're up. I just want to take a minute to say thank you to Cassidy Haynes. I've been talking to him for a while on Twitter, trying to get him on. Um, thank you for taking time out of the day to come on here and talk to us. We had a blast, and can't wait to talk to you again in the future. 
hundred percent. We're definitely going to talk shop for sure, and we're going to definitely try to cross promote with him. There's a, there's no ifs or buts about it. I think all of us we're going to make that decision right here. It's a no brainer. Um, for me, first up again with Cassidy too. Um, big shout out to GCW. GCW, you know, had a nice show this weekend. Um, I think there's definitely more big shows in the future for them. I'm curious if they go to different parts uh, of the of the United States if they could do different things. Um, we'll see. As Cassie said, they could do bigger arenas. So shout out to them. And also, um, you know, hopefully the Royal Rumble doesn't suck this weekend. So there's that too. Um, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Never go into a WWE show. Having high expectations. Have high expectations. Yeah, expectations. The show is going to suck. Yeah, I yeah it is. Well, Really quick before we go, here's how you can listen to us every single Friday and other shows as well. Download our app. If you have an iPhone, click go, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. We're also on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And on that app, it's free. Get our show schedule, our articles, re-listen to the show, re-watch it. If you're driving, this is the audio feed. If you have a smart speaker, you can also have it done there too. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, every single social media platform. Alex, five seconds, do the website. Off the mat website is in our Twitter bio. You click on the link, you get access to our show archive, special guest interview page, a contact us page, and a upcoming pay-per-view and show page for all the big wrestling shows. Fantastic. Good stuff, Alex. Listen, Lyle, Alex, and of course, Speedy PD, as always, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Weapons Hot is coming up next right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network with CJ and all of those guys. We're going to let CJ and the boys take over from here on out. For Alex Lowe's, for Lyle Gillum, for Speedy PD, I'm Josh Silver. Thanks to Cassidy Haynes again. This has been Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Enjoy SmackDown tonight. Enjoy Rampage tonight. Enjoy the Royal Rumble this weekend. Enjoy all the wrestling next week. We'll talk to you then. Until then, everybody, take care. Have a good night. Stay safe in New York. Don't go outside tomorrow. It's going to be snowing a lot. Kenny Omega, what do you have to say? Good night, everybody. I must beat you at you. So stay with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.